everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. It is, if you're listening to this episode on the day it's come out, December 26th, the day after Christmas. And I am here in the podcast studio with our senior director of equipping, Mr. Oren Martin. Hello. Hey, I'm glad you're here. Glad to be here. Oren, what are we talking about today? We are talking about reading and understanding Scripture. That's what I was told, at least. Yeah, that you're right. Good. I'm just making sure we're on the same page. Um, before we dive in, I think the people need to get to know you a little bit. You just moved to Dallas this year. Yep. You've got three kiddos yep. and a wife. That's true. You love them? Yep. Moved here three months ago from Louisville, Kentucky, where I've been for the last 18 years, teaching uh, for the last 10 years at Southern Seminary. And uh, we moved here to uh, to do what I love, which is uh, help people know God through understanding His Word uh, in a local church. So we're super thankful. Perfect. So you're the perfect guy to be here today. Well, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you're the perfect guy because you're who God brought brought <laughs> into the doors, into the studio. So um, we're talking about studying the Bible. What does good Bible study look like? Yeah, great question. Um, I, I thought about One thing that helps me when I approach Scripture is just to ask myself and remind myself, what am I doing when I'm reading Scripture? Hmm. What's happening in the event where I sit down and open God's Word? And it's it's a helpful reminder to me that kind of shapes my mind and heart as I approach God's Word. So a story that I love is in Exodus 3 where Moses stands before the burning bush and he hears God speak. And it's an amazing story because we, we see in that that God chooses to reveal himself through a bush that's burning, yet not burning up, and speaking. Like, that's crazy. And Moses had to learn something about who he was before God. Moses had to learn how to listen to God. He had to learn how to respond to God. And he had to learn how to live faithfully before God. Mm. And I think that same thing applies to us, but in an even greater way, because we have something better than a burning bush. We have a better revelation. Moses's revelation that the burning bush was incomplete, as, as wonderful and glorious as it was, it was incomplete. And the author of Hebrews tells us that uh, God spoke through, to the fathers, through the prophets in many portions and in many ways, but in these last days, he's spoken to us in his son. So as as wonderful as that way was when God chose to speak to Moses through a burning yet not burning up speaking bush. Which is pretty cool. Would have been crazy. Crazy yeah. cool. Yes. Uh, as great as that was, like, it's it's actually nothing compared to or it's little compared to what we have in Christ. Mm. Because the very Good. shadow that Moses experienced has now become a reality. Because we have a better prophet, priest, and king. Because we have God's complete revelation that testifies to Christ. And we, we know more of God's character and more of God's saving work through a better redemption than, uh, than even the Israelites experienced. Um, and, and that's amazing. So when I approach Scripture, I have to remind myself, though imperfectly, I have to remind myself each and every time, like, this is what I'm, this is what I'm doing when I'm opening up God's Word. Like, God is speaking to me through His Word. And that is an amazing event. One of my favorite quotes about what Scripture is is by uh, St. Augustine, and one of the early church fathers in the 4th century. Augustine, not Augustine. Uh, there's there's debate. All right. All right. Um, I learned as uh, from my uh, Canadian professor, Michael Hagen, Augustine. And Augustine says, let us treat Scripture as Scripture. 
as God speaking. And it's a simple yet profound way to, to think about what Scripture is. Let's treat Scripture for what it is. Well, what is it? It's God speaking. So we're not approaching Scripture as, you know, reading Lord of the Rings or, you know, any other book. Sure. Though maybe some things apply of how we read a book versus how we read Scripture. We, we want to ask some of the same questions, and we're paying attention to people and events and so on and so forth. But in this book, we hear God speak. And, and when I think about that, even, even the— the the strange parts that that don't make sense to me maybe there's a lot of you know distance culturally language history all those kinds of things maybe there's things that that frankly just aren't interesting like you know levitical laws concerning sure. purity oh, yeah. and so on and so forth but even in those things like what is it it's god speaking and he has something to say through it about who he is, about what he's done to to redeem us, and so on and so forth. So that's amazing. That is. It's especially a good reminder as we get to study the Old Testament, or a lot of the Old Testament this next year. We'll be skipping Leviticus. But even when we get to the book of Numbers and some parts of Exodus, there'll be some passages that for, I would guess, most people reading along with the journey might be more challenging to study. As we come across those passages and the ones that are fun or more fun for some, what are the the practical tools? So we have this mindset. We're looking at God's words, God speaking. What do I do? You mentioned there's some similarities when we're reading Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I'm guessing there's some differences too. Yeah, the similarities would just be like, you know, what I would call something like just reading rules. Reading right? rules. Reading rules. Yeah. So that's a little, maybe a little little double meaning there because reading is awesome. So in that sense, reading it rules, rules, right? As people say, right? Leaders yeah. are readers. Yep. Um, but, but also, you know, we just have basic rules for reading that apply to whether you are reading Lord of the Rings or another book uh, or you're reading scripture. So, you know, you're asking questions like, um, I don't know, the who, what, when, where, why, how. Those kinds of questions. observation yeah. questions, right? What, what does this say? And, uh, you know, I like to maybe use the the phrase looking down. You know, wh- whatever text you are in in Scripture, whether that's Genesis 1 or Isaiah 11 or Matthew, you know, 24, like you're looking down at that text. And mm-hmm. you're just paying attention to mm-hmm. words. It's what some people call grammatical historical interpretation, right? Mm. You're just paying attention to grammar. You're paying attention to relationships between words and clauses. Is it, you know, if, then? Is it a purpose? Is it result? Is it you're looking for repeated words? You're looking for... You know, just the basic questions of, you know, what characters are involved, who's speaking, who's listening. I mean, just all the kind of basic reading things. I like to say with observations, you should always be able to match a verse number with it. Yeah. If if I can't pair my observation with a verse, it's probably not an observation. So give me an example. Uh, if I'm reading Genesis and I'm going to say, oh, I see that God says, what's oh, repeated. It was good. It was good. It was good. It was good. I could cite. Every verse, the number that goes with, it was good, it was good, it Mm. was good. But then when God says it's not good or it's very good, I could cite that uh, contrast Mm. with a number. That's good. It's in black and white in front of me. That's very good. Very good. Thank you. Little play on words there. Um, yeah, so I think just basic reading rules, you know, look for repeated words. Uh, you know, I think even in our approach, like you're reading thoughtfully, like we're not just reading for information, we're reading for transformation, because mm-hmm. that's ultimately what God wants to do in us. He wants to conform us more to the image of a son, and the, one of the chief ways he does that is is through his word by his spirit who indwells us, right? So we're reading thoughtfully, we're reading prayerfully, we're reading patiently. Mm. Um, I, what does I, that look like? 
Prayerfully and patiently. Yeah, prayerfully and patiently. I'm I'm asking the Lord. Right? Help me understand. I mean, part of those it just comes from you know, I think David's prayers in the Psalms. Hmm. Open my eyes that I would behold wonderful things from your word. I th- I pray that all the time because a lot of times I, I don't know about you, my Bible reading usually happens at around five in the morning, uh, and I, I'm trying to wake up. Mm-hmm. I'm getting Same. a cup of coffee in me, uh, and I don't see wonder, right? I see all the tasks that I have to do that day. I see all the things that I have to get done. I see all the meetings on my calendar. Uh, you know, I see all these things, and and I have to stop and and literally just ask the Lord to say, Lord, open my eyes to, to see what I'm not seeing. Um, so it helps me just slow down. And that's what I mean by being patient, right? Because I, I think, you know, a lot of times, <clears throat> and I'm sure nobody on this on this uh, doing journey, Join the Journey uh, struggles with this. We, we don't think, oh, I have to get through this chapter or I have to get through this section. So I'm just going to like fly through it. Nobody does that. Um, I, I do that. Yeah. You know, I'm tempted to do that. Yeah. Because, you know, again. I was like, nobody does that. Right. <laughs> Nobody on this podcast right, that listens to this podcast. They all are I'm the only one. Very patient, enduring Bible readers. So when I read reading patiently, I just mean reading reading slowly, right? And and reading prayerfully. Again, asking the Lord to to help me even in the task of of seeing words uh and noticing things. And you know, a lot of the times that doesn't come with the first reading. Uh that that comes with reading it five times. It comes, you know, if it's a difficult passage, it's reading it way more than that. And so it's just the practice of of, uh, of just slowing down. And again, that comes with reminding myself of what I'm doing here, right? I'm not just trying to get through information. I'm, I'm trying to listen to God through his word. That's good. That's good. We've got about two minutes left. Yeah. Speed round. We've got observation, interpretation, yep. application. Yeah. In the next, in the subsequent episodes, we're going to go into each of those in more, in more depth. Mm-hmm. Talk about genres. Just for a second. Genres. Genres. Or as D.A. Carson would say, Jean. Jean. He's, he's Canadian French. He, um, you love the Canadians. I do. I do. Awesome. I've been shaped by him. That's why I say A all the time. Justin Bieber's Canadian. He is. My yeah. my wife literally just sent me a song by Justin Bieber right before I walked into this part. No way. Which is one of the million reasons she is awesome. Um, okay. So genres. Uh, yes. So you're reading Lord of the Rings, right? Yep. If, if you go into Lord of the Rings thinking this is a nonfiction, it's going to throw you for a loop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, spoiler alert for any of these listeners. If you if you didn't, if I just told you that Lord of the Rings is a fiction, I'm sorry. It's not a real story. Right? <laughs> yeah. For those who don't know, fiction yeah. means fake. Yeah. It's made up. Yep. Nonfiction mean it's, means it's factual. That's right. It's real. That's right. So, um, we, we're already doing this intuitively, right? B- because we've, we've been taught, right? Hopefully to, to, uh, to distinguish between what's true and what's not true and so on and so forth. So same, same thing with scripture, right? It's helpful to know what, what type of literature it is, what, what type of writing it is so that we can properly understand it. So for example, if it's, if it's history, right? You think about Genesis, it's giving us history uh, or the kind of the unbroken line of history from Genesis to Kings, like from creation, when God speaks the world into existence from non-existence by his word, all the way to the end of exile in, in Second Kings. Like that's giving us true history and it's, and it's full of, of historical details and, and kings and people and geography and places and, you know, other nations and mm-hmm. all those kinds of things, right? right? Well, you're going to read that differently than when you get to say— um, Malachi, 
or Isaiah that is considered a prophet, right? Mm-hmm. They're considered prophets. So by the term prophet, you automatically assume, well, there must be prophecy in here. Well, if there's prophecy, Revelation would be another book, you know that it's filled with symbolism. That's just, that's the the nature of prophecy, right? So it's, it's speaking of the future and in many places, and it's speaking of it in terms kind of that are, that are earthed in today's terms, but they far outrun those terms. So for example, Ezekiel is giving this, you know, beautiful description of a temple. We understand what a temple is because of Israel's context in Ezekiel, but man, his words fail to do justice to this temple. It's amazing. Like it's, it's boundaries are like as, as, big as the, the entire land of Israel. Like, what kind of temple is that? Well, John tells us it's a glorious temple in which God dwells. There actually is no temple because God is there, right? And so right. We, we understand the temple is a symbol, right, for God's presence. Uh, and so, you know, like other things, we, we understand because of what it is, we're going to read it according to what it is. Same thing with with the wisdom literature, right? It's, it, there's poetry, there's symbolism, right? There's uh, there, so we apply the basic rules or the gospels, right? It's not just history, but it's it's eyewitness history, uh, and so we read the gospels as such, right? And so there's all kinds of different genres, and you know it's it's helpful to know the more that we read and become familiar with them, the more that we will be able to understand them. And that's take that takes time. It takes time. Some might say it's a journey. Some might say it's a joint a journey, and you know what? People should join the journey. That you should invite your friends. January, we're kicking off with from Genesis through uh, the exile and their turn oh. up, up to Malachi, basically from Sounds Genesis exciting. from Genesis to Jesus. That's all we've got time for. Oren, thank you for being here. My pleasure. And as always, I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Amen. Hey, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.